Welcome to the Farm Bids Podcast. Farm Bids is proudly produced by the Nebraska Digital Agriculture Team and hosted by students at the University of Nebraska. The Farm Bids Podcast comes to you each week to discuss the trends, the realities, and the value of digital agriculture. Through interviews with experts, producers, and innovators from across the agriculture industry, we hope that you step away from each episode with new practical knowledge of digital agriculture technology. Hello, Farm Bits followers, and welcome to another episode of the Farm Bits Podcast. I'm Taylor Cross. And I'm Kelsey Swantick, and we're glad to have you with us today as we begin diving into the topic of grain marketing tools. On this episode, we have Dane Braun, VP of Product for Bushel from Fargo, North Dakota. Bushel is focused on bringing innovative software products and solutions to the agriculture industry. We expanded on a previous episode called Driving the Grain Economy with Bushel by discussing Bushel's new acquisition of GrainBridge as well as other digital platforms. Producers and merchandisers alike are seeing the value of digitalizing this aspect of agriculture. With that background, let's dive into the learning more about Bushel's contributions to digital marketing with Dane. Originally grew up in Wheaton, Minnesota. It's a small town south of Fargo, North Dakota, 80 miles. Grew up on a farm, uh, growing sugar beets, corn, soybeans, wheat, sunflowers, non-GMO food-grade soybeans as well. So a diverse farm production. Uh, My background then took me to North Dakota State University uh, to get an ag economics degree. This was right during the kind of the first, well, the big recession. And so the education-wise, they were offering for me to stick around to get my master's, um, both paying for my, uh, paying for my tuition and also giving me a stipend. And as a college student, I thought, you know, 13 grand was a big deal. So, um, for a year. So that was a big deal back then, uh, and decided that it was the right thing to do to continue my degree and and pursue my master's in ag economics, uh, at North Coast State University. Uh, and then following that, so I graduated. Following that, I actually got interested in government policy, which is a really weird diversion from economics. Um, I mean, there's an intersection there. Uh, and so I interned in D.C. for a while uh, for the Sugar Beet Growers Association. And then I also came back and worked for the North Coast State government uh, for the egg department. And so I ran all the policy work for the egg commissioner at the time and also did some of his um, some of the work working with like the federal level and the state level. Uh, That ultimately took me into a job at a general farm organization that was focused on uh, cooperatives, uh, cooperative growth, also farmer policy. uh, And they had some investments. So I was helping them with that as well, both in the technology space and they have restaurants in in Washington, DC. And so I kind of got to know Bushel back then. Uh, I wasn't called Bushel at the time. Uh, it was Myriad Mobile, um, started by the two co-founders in their dorm room at North Dakota State University. And um, I actually connected with them. Ryan, the co-founders from my hometown, uh, him and I connected. Uh, I had have him come speak at conferences for this general farm organization I was working for. Uh, and so he would come and do Precision Egg Technology Conference. And uh, so we just kind of grew a relationship. And then uh, the opportunity presented itself when they decided they wanted to build a product. So no longer being just a custom software company, but build a product. Ultimately, it turned into Bushel. It's been a wonderful ride. So I've been here for four years now uh, with Bushel, uh, the company, and building out the product. 
Awesome. So you mentioned Ryan, we previously have had him on the podcast. And so for those listeners who maybe didn't hear that podcast, can you just give us a brief overview of what Bushel does? Yeah. So Bushel, we focus on working with uh, grain buyers and grain sellers and strengthening that relationship. So we build software in that place uh, and provide services as well. So we have a a lot of our delivery mechanism is through the mobile application. So you've probably used a bushel powered application. Uh, we're out in the marketplace with approximately 55,000 growers now uh, using and logged in using the bushel powered tools. Uh, and that is all powered for uh, the grain buyer and the grain seller. So the grain buyer being, uh, you know, your traditional co-op, your elevator, your private elevator, your ethanol plants, uh, they want to be able to deliver information to their farmers and in a timely manner, and we're able to enable that uh, with Bushel. So on your guys' website, you have a bunch of different um, Bushel products listed. Can you kind of speak to us on the differences between the products and how they all work together to make your customer experience as good as it can be? Yeah, awesome question. Um, I mean, we're really focused on in strengthening the relationship between the buyer and the seller of grain, seller being the farmer, in many cases, the grower. Uh, so a lot of the products work together. Uh, and so Bushel Mobile, for example, uh, is our tool that we sell in order for uh, companies to be able to deliver that timely information, that scale tickets, contract, settlement information to their farmers. Uh, it's really an operational efficiency gain for them. So they're no longer uh, our customers. Again, the elevators, the ethanol plants are no longer taking all those phone calls. You know, where's my contract at? Where's my... Uh, what's wrong with this scale ticket? How much have I delivered today? That that goes out the window. And now the conversations go into, hey, is this a good time to market my grain? Is this, a, is this a, you know, what are the markets doing? Uh, what is basis looking at? What are you thinking about for next week? And, and, you know, getting into those kind of conversations versus like the accounting conversation or the, the data piece. So that's really part of Bushel Mobile which leads into uh, our product that we have out in the market, Bushel Trade, where the farmer can actually submit an offer. So now as a farmer, I have all this information about my business with said grain entity. Um, you know, I know my contracts that I have, I know my balances, I know what I've delivered up to this point. Now I can make the decision, do I wanna make an offer to sell grain? Uh, and I can do that any time of the day, I don't have to, call necessarily the merchandiser or the grain buyer to do it. I can just submit my offer when I feel like it's right. And so that's bushel trade. And that really enables both uh, the farmer to submit offers, but also uh, the grain originator as well. So they can submit the offers on behalf of the farmer. They can still do that traditional phone call uh, to continue to build that relationship. Uh, and they can submit that offer and the farmer can see it. It's working. Uh, no more is that offer sitting on a post-it note in someone's, on someone's desk. It's actually digitally being recorded uh, and can be hedged as well, uh, auto-hedged within the market. So uh, reducing the risk for, for the grain entities themselves when the offer actually hits. So it's really putting in limit offers for that farmer. Uh, we also have products like Bushel Solutions. So that's our custom dev shop where uh, we still, that was our roots where we built custom products for customers. I mean, anything from a small project when, when they're in college to now, you know, big projects for the likes of Bobcat and Schooler and uh, Animal Health International. So a lot of big egg companies that we're working with now doing all different kinds of things. And that helps 
get us in the door with some of these companies uh, that maybe don't want to buy a bushel of the product just yet, but want to provide, you know, partake in, in the value that we have and then build maybe a custom solution for themselves. Uh, and so we really leverage that as a kind of a partnership uh, projects. And then lastly, I mean, we have a lot of products, but another piece that's really important uh, is bushel fulfillment. So we've noticed that a lot of customers are doing business together within our network. Now that we have a network of, of customers that is hitting north of 40% of the grain market share, they're doing business with each other and need to be able to process that data and reconcile their transactions quicker and easier. Uh, same, you know, same kind of mindset when it comes to a farmer selling to a grain elevator. In this case, it's just one grain elevator selling maybe to a terminal or an exporter. They have similar problems, just different delivery mechanisms on how to solve them. Um, they both need to get data in order to reconcile their business, to better understand how uh, they're doing against a contract and, and need to be able to enter those scale tickets in. So we're really just trying to create operational efficiencies with that product. That's awesome. It sounds like that's really streamlining the process for all your customers. That's a really, I like how those all work together. Uh, you guys just acquired GrainBridge. Um, what does that look like for you guys in terms of changing your service offerings for Bushel? Yeah, so I think uh, we want to take the best features of, of the whole, you know, ecosystem we have. So looking at GrainBridge's uh, offerings that they have, what are the best features that we can provide, again, to strengthen that relationship. And so many of the, of the tools that GrainBridge provided were to help the farmer, uh, what I'm going to call it, hit the button. Uh, so you, I've talked about bushel trade. That's where you can make an offer. That, that's hitting the button. That's usually the last step in a process when you're making a decision, right? And so GrainBridge really has a lot of features and functionality that helps the farmer understand, should I hit that button, right? The farmer's already made that decision with bushel trade. This will help drive uh, better adoption and help the farmer decide with informed decisions to actually hit that button. And so pulling some of those features and functionality from GrainBridge that makes sense in order to do that uh, is really what we're looking at right now. So kind of to backtrack slash sum that up, your classic bushel, um, those are kind of more for the actual trading itself and tracking where your products are at. And then GrainBridge is kind of the back end of that where you put in all your inputs and your fields and how much everything's going to cost. And that's kind of where your break-even cost comes from. Is that right? Uh, that's actually from uh, FarmLogs, uh, the product that we acquired back in April. FarmLogs has a lot of that information where you can enter that. Uh, there is a, like a GrainBridge uh, advisor tool out there uh, that's an older product kind of uh, that GrainBridge had. Um, that is maybe is what you're referencing. Uh, it's very similar to FarmLogs. So we look at how can we kind of incorporate those two together to service that. And uh, FarmLogs really is where you can understand, you can plan out your year, you can understand your agronomy input costs, uh, what your marketing is doing, um, and get kind of that full sense of your farm operation. Yeah, that's a really good um, way to adopt that uh, company and acquire it. That's very smart to help the farmers before that process. Uh, what's the value? Can you value uh, this uh, technology and digitalization and the importance um, that these services have to customers and users, y'all's users specifically? 
Yeah. So value, you know, value is created in different ways. Um, we look at both um, operational efficiency for for the grain entities themselves. So maybe it's you know answering less phone calls. It's entering data that's digitized before that used to just be paper. And that's for the farmer too, you know, the operational of operational efficiencies of not having to add up all the scale tickets at the end of the day to see how your contract is doing. It's very, very uh, uh, easy and convenient. Uh, and then there's also value created with new revenue opportunities. So now that you've reduced the operational efficiency, is there new revenue opportunities that come for both the grain entity and the farmer uh, in new relationships. Maybe it's, you know, better time spent on marketing conversations. Uh, maybe it's better time advising on that, or maybe it's taking the connections now that we have with, um, with farm logs, for example, our acquisition of farm logs, taking some of that combined data and creating a niche product or an identity preserve product. Uh, wouldn't it be amazing if you could, you know, combine both the data from the farm and also the data coming into uh, the grain entities and sell it to the consumer. Um, our farm, for example, grows non-GMO soybeans that get exported to Asia in a container. And they're already tracking, the consumers in Asia are already wanting to know where did that soybean plant come from? What was applied to it? Right now, that process is very you know, manual paper-based process to get that information. With our recent acquisition, with the, the work around data standardization, we can start servicing those kind of needs and increasing revenue opportunities for farmers just by providing, you know, this data, right? This data is valuable uh, for them and for the entities uh, that are buying the grain. So lots of opportunities when it comes to creating value. Um, so your new platform, what does that look like as far as user interaction and user profile um, comparatively to what you had before? Yeah, so like I mentioned, we're, we're looking at um, with GrainBridge, like what are the best features to pull out of there and incorporate within Bushel and, and how do we um, service those customers? This is, we also get two big players on our Bushel platform. We get Cargill and ADM, which is um, really important for a network effect. So now we have uh, all this data that is available uh, for many cases for when grain buyers are selling to one another. Uh, and so there's a big network effect there. Uh, ADM and Cargill are, you know, in many cases, an end terminal uh, or a processor in a lot of cases. So that's valuable uh, to the network. Uh, and so kind of back to your question, I guess, though, like looking at the platform, we're looking really focused on the data, the standardization of the data and, and leveraging that in the network effect that can be provided within the egg system. What commodities do y'all interact with? Your users primarily um, grow? Yeah, so a lot of the bushels history, we really started in, in North Dakota, right? We're based in Fargo, North Dakota. It's easier to start a company or get customers locally. And so um, from a commodity standpoint, North Dakota is like number one in 14 different commodity production uh, across the country. So we have you know, dry beans and lentils and sunflowers, of course, all the wheat that we have as well. And so we have quite a, even when we started out, we had to build the system to be uh, agnostic when it comes to, to the type of commodity. Uh, but for kind of like now that we've gone nationally, uh, I mean, we're all the way from the PNW, you know, into the, to the Southeast, 
Uh, we have everything, including rice in our system, corn, soybeans, of course, as well. Uh, the few things that we don't do, right? We don't do like almond trees and orchards and vegetables of those kind or sugar beets necessarily because they're just a little bit too unique, but we do do a lot of the other products. Um, we have a significant market share in the wheat, wheat side in Kansas. Uh, for example, we got a lot of bushel customers. Uh, so the wheat growing regions of Kansas and Nebraska and, and uh, North Dakota, of course, growing a lot of wheat. And then corn beans too. I mean, that's, we have a lot of, of production as well in that, so. So you, you mentioned you're headquartered in Fargo, North Dakota. So I'm in Nebraska, essentially, um, how does marketing localization work with your platform? Is it useful to me in Nebraska and Taylor's from Virginia? Is it useful to her dad yeah. all the way out there? Yeah, great question. So Bushel is really focused on the relationship between the grain elevator, grain buyer in the area and the farmer. And so marketing, in a sense, we don't have a marketplace, right? So there's no general marketplace to sell grain. There's always that relationship. And in many cases, farmers know when they're growing somewhere, who's in their market, right? Like you don't have many new elevators popping up <laughs> from an infrastructure standpoint. And so they generally know. And so our relationship is very one-on-one, -on -one, meaning uh, that farmer is connected with that elevator. And if there's multiple grain buyers in the area, maybe an ethanol plant too, then they'll, down, then they'll have to download another application to do that. But again, we're focused on their relationships. So we're not trying to disrupt and create a marketplace where we're really focused on the relationship that's already built in the bushel or in the egg system already uh, with these grain buyers and farmers. And so uh, that's our focus. So in order for you to like kind of get to find, you know, uh, a bushel uh, powered facility, really you're looking for their facility in the app store, for example, you're looking for like my hometown co-op is Wheaton Dumont co-op elevator. You're looking for that application. You're not going to look for bushel. Uh, and that's really strategic in our, in our mindset. And we think it's, you know, agriculture has been built on this infrastructure that's so solid already. Why would we try to disrupt that? Uh, and, and we just want to enable it and, and help it grow uh, in, in the greater good of, of agriculture. So I wouldn't be able to log on to my bushel mobile or my bushel trade and look at my local basis. That would be, I log on to my uh, Frontier Co-op app. Right. That's where that would be at. Exactly. You'd log into Frontier Co-op app, which is powered by Bushel, and you'd be able to see your cash bids and your basis and, and all your scale tickets and deliveries and that kind of information there. Okay. Okay. So these relationships between um, that this digital marketing resource kind of like enables, what, what's the advantage uh, comparatively to, you know, traditional what farmers who aren't using Bushel are doing? Yeah, great, great question. You know, I think sometimes a story helps explain it. So I was helping a farmer, this is pre-Bushel, helping a farmer, it's late during corn harvest, I'm running the grain cart for him. He's hauling in uh, grain to two different elevators at the time, he had contracts going to two different places, it's 9 p.m. at night. He's like, Dane, go get all the scale ticket deliveries that I've had today. I need to figure out the calculations to figure out where I should deliver. Do I take the corn home? Do I take it, take it to town? Where do I take it? And, um, you know, 30 minutes later of me scrambling around, uh, gathering all the scale tickets, him adding it up, he finally made a decision, right? Like that 30 minutes could have been spent with his kids. Like that's some valuable time during harvest 
that, that, you know, you're putting 16 hour days in, you're not seeing your family, uh, you know, 30 minutes means a lot. And uh, instead, you know, he had to add everything up today with Bushel. If he had that, he would have been able to get that information in 30 seconds. So what kind of price do you put on that? I don't know, you know, but that is some real value that, that Bushel provides. Um, that's really important uh, for growers to know that value. And, you know, everyone does, as you said, value time a little bit differently. Uh, are there any challenges, major challenges that Bushel's faced with these growers adopting these offerings that y'all have out? Yeah, great question. You know, I think there's two things. Uh, well, actually, historically, you know, software and agriculture has had a lot of promises and, and under-delivered. And so trying to be true to what we are doing and being truthful is really key to Bushel. And so there's some trust that's kind of like lost just in general that uh, we try to try to gain back. Uh, and we do that, you know, by leveraging the local experts, right? So instead of Bushel pushing the product out there, it's really leveraged with the grain originator that many of these farmers know and trust already. So they're able to help them, you know, adopt the software, adopt the application uh, and, and build trust within it. Um, and I think it's also important that these technology platforms provide value. Uh, that's not always clear. And so it needs to be valuable to the farmer. And it also has to have a great user experience. Um, you know, I, I just reflect on, again, our farm, like we're investing in technology all the time. Uh, we, we adopt what we can, but when you're only using pieces of it, for example, uh, in the planter, maybe you're only using the planter for you know, three weeks to four weeks. Like, yeah, you're going to forget some of the intricacies of that, of that display monitor of that technology. And so that's where user experience and simplicity really matters in agriculture, in my mind, at least in my opinion, because we're not using it farmers. I'm a farmer. We're not using it constantly. Like I'm not, I'm on a MacBook right now. I use that every single day. Of course, I know all the features and functionality. Um, in agriculture, they're bouncing between different equipment. They're using different technologies. It has to be easy to use and simple because of that, because they're using all this different, all these different products. So it's really twofold value. And then it's got to have a great user experience. Do you happen to know off the top of your head who kind of your most, um, who your users are, I guess, what age group that is? Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely have the range. Uh, everyone from who's still operating on a flip phone, uh, using their iPad to log in uh, and, you know, 85. Actually, it was really cool. I had a phone call. I know this is not directly answering your, your question, but I got a phone call from a guy who's like, yeah, I need help from a grain buyer. I need help getting this farmer logged in. He's in the hospital uh, and really wants to see his scale tickets. I was like, okay, I'll help you out. And so I think it's a wide range. I mean, that's, you know, obviously on the, on the upper side. And then there's of course, you know, the young Gen Z as well using the product because they want that information that's quick, timely. Right. And so I think it's a wide range. Um, you know, it probably follows a lot of the demographic demographics of just agriculture in general, you know, the average age of farmer. What is it nowadays? You guys probably know offhand is it 58, 59. Uh, I think it's somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, so it probably, you know, probably follows that in general, but, uh, you know, we, we get the whole range of people, so. And do you have, I guess, a lot of issues with the usability in that older age group? I'm thinking of my family farm, and that's operated by my grandpa, 
my dad and my uncle, my dad's the youngest and he's 60 and they're, <laughs> they're not caught up on the technology. We'll just say that much. Yeah. You all, if you're listening, but they're not good at the technology. <laughs> they better start apologizing now, apologizing now. Um, no, I, you know, one of the key pieces that we saw early on was email addresses were, were not as prevalent especially on mobile devices four years ago. I think that's changed now. I think email, now you can't even get a, a smartphone without an email address. Um, but back then there wasn't. And so even thinking of the login process, how simple can it be? And the farmers, all they have to do is type in their cell phone number that's connected with their account at their grain elevator. Uh, they get a code texted to them and they're logged in and receiving information and value, time to value within 30 seconds to a minute. And so keeping it even like the login process simple uh, was really key in, in hitting the demographics, I think, early on. And of course, now things have changed, right? Again, people have email addresses more now. Uh, but back, that was really uh, a good differentiator in the marketplace for us was the login process and good user experience just in general for all the farmers. It's easy, simple. All you have to do is know your phone number. Right. That's, yeah, that's really important, especially when we're talking about the older generation whom I love so much. <laughs> um, so how might the market becoming more and more digital, um, how might that impact how hedgers operate? Yeah, good question. I think as you see more uh, data being available, you could see like information coming quicker. So right now, a lot of reports from the USDA are, are pretty delayed. Um, when it comes to like surveys and responses. And so those are big movers in the market, as you see just in general, not just, you know, bushel, uh, but as you see in general, like data timeliness and data standards coming within agriculture, you're going to see probably quicker actions that can be taken uh, within the market as a whole, you know, maybe speculators and hedgers uh, altogether. Uh, and I think you know, that's kind of specific in general, but just for like the grain buyer or the grain merchandiser at an elevator, the impact you're seeing from digitization is more informed decision-making. So having a better complete picture of the data uh, of, of your positioning uh, and also a complete picture maybe of what, a more complete picture of what the growers are, uh, what, the, what the growers are producing in your area and also what they have, you know, planned to sell and when they plan to sell it. And I think you're just going to have more informed decisions uh, because of, because of that and being part of the bushel ecosystem. Yeah. So it's really good that this uh, digitalization uh, improves, you know, the trading and marketing of grains and various commodities. Uh, would you say that this product and uh, this way of uh, marketing and trading allows growers to be more resilient in the marketplace? Yeah, again, I think it comes to, comes to yes. I think it comes to making informed decisions. So having that data that's digitized and having the knowledge of where I'm sitting on for production, what I'm sitting that hasn't been priced, knowing what I have priced, gives you a better decision-making in, in the end of, okay, maybe I should hold out or maybe I should sell. It also increases that timeliness, the time, of, of grain buyers to be that, that uh, advisor for you, right? Like how can you better understand the market? And so I think that that's helpful as well. Uh, so I, yeah, it makes them more resilient, I believe, more informed decision-making. So are there any challenges that this platform presents to uh, grain marketers? 
Uh, no, I think I, I don't see any challenges. I think there's an op, it's just opportunities, right? So they, they now have farmers that are better informed on, on where they're, where they're at in positions. You have more opportunity to now, uh, be more informed as well of what farmers are having for offers into the future. Uh, you know, the goal is really better. I can't say it enough informed decisions, I guess, uh, using that data. And so, um, maybe, you know, if I could stretch to say a challenge, the challenge is it's technology. Uh, and we are integrating with some older technology within some of these companies. Uh, and there can always be challenges. So uh, sometimes power outages happen. Sometimes uh, internet is poor. Uh, and, and you have to adopt and adapt uh, to make that work. So um, is there an opportunity for digital marketing technologies to actually influence where farmers are going to choose to sell their grain or even how far away they're willing to sell it and willing to travel to sell it? Yeah. So great question. I think if you have bushel, if you are a bushel powered application, have a bushel powered application and software, I think farmers are going to choose where it's the most convenient for them in some cases uh, from a technology perspective uh, and also from a, uh, an opportunity on maybe new revenue and pricing. What can technology bring that has new revenue opportunities. I talked about earlier about IP grain. Uh, that's just one, you know, perspective, but there's other pieces of it uh, that that may make that farmer decide where to go. And so, um, you know, many cases, I guess, in general, just to, to think of it, farmers are making decisions based on price, based on uh, location, based on speed and space, and less, and, and also technology. Uh, in that relationship. And so, you know, does it influence it? Yes. Is there other influencers? Of course, you know, I'm not going to ship my grain from Minnesota uh, all the way to Texas uh, hauling my semi truck, of course, like that, that doesn't make sense in, in today's age. Right. And so uh, logistics are obviously still going to be a continuous, you know, big piece of it, but that relationship is also key. So what does that relationship look like? And, and really Bushel is helping digitize that so you can focus on uh, more of the valuable pieces of the relationship, not necessarily just the you know grain accounting needs. So do you think that's even going to influence, like my family has like three elevators we haul to, and it's like based on which field we're at and which one's closer. Do you think that's going to help um, if my family were to adopt it, for example, is that going to help them to drive further or to a different location, not necessarily further, but to a different location? Is that going to open the door of possibilities up to them more, do you think? I think it is definitely a potential. Um, like, what value to put do you put on knowing? Um, I'll even like comp make comparison. What value do you have on banking with a bank that has a mobile application versus not? Would you bank at some place that doesn't have a way for you to access your records? I would say that would be a hard sell. Right. Like right. I I don't know anyone my age that still manages a checkbook. Uh, and, and balances it, right? I think the same is true in agriculture. At some point, you're just going to be, you know, would I really want to go there? I don't know. Like, I think there's a decision that that comes when, when you have, is one bushel powered versus not? You, you might have that decision of, well, do I want my records to be easier to see versus uh, maybe the traditional paper method? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Does, um, you mentioned, you know, it's really important to the grower 
can see those records. Um, what other technology integrations do you feel it's really important for a digital platform, digital marketing platform like this to be so successful? Yeah, so we've also really stayed agnostic and, and we, in a sense that we integrate with all these different accounting platforms for, from the grain buyer standpoint. So they're running what's called ERPs, Enterprise Resource Planning Software. Uh, some of them were built in the 80s, some of them were built, you know, more modern. Um, we're agnostic in a sense, so we've integrated with all of them and can pull that data in. That same is true as even on, on the cash bid management side. So keeping things simple for our customers is really key. And so we bring in cash bids from DTN, agri shards, or, or commodity, commodity uh, and other sources. We also have our own, uh, but we try to stay like agnostic in a sense that let the customer decide what other software they want. We will help you bring that information wherever you keep it to the farmers that want to see it. And so integrations like that are really key. I think now, you know, the more modern uh, or the more the next step in the in the I guess the process is taking the integration, the, the acquisition, I guess, of farm logs and integrating data back into that and really bringing the connection of uh, production or, or inputs, I should say, and the production of, of corn, soy, wheat, all those products and the actual like sale of them and connect that information. So now as a farmer, uh, you know, I would be able to log into my farm logs, see all my scale tickets, all my contract information, all my settlements coming into farm logs from across the ecosystem of, of Bushel and not just you know, one elevator at a place. And so I can better manage my business within there. And so that one's really a, an important next step for us uh, is integrating farm logs into Bushel and making it both directions. So also attaching, um, you know, field information and records, application records, where did that grain come from? Trying to get to some kind of, you know, higher level traceability uh, of the products that are grown within the, you know, within the egg supply chain. Yeah, you kind of already went down this path, but are there any, um, what are you, I guess, most excited about? Is there any, you know, new integrations that y'all are working on that you're excited to, um, for Bushel? Yeah. So uh, this is, this is uh, you know, some people may find this really boring, but I find this really exciting. I, I'm a, a nerd, let's just call it that, right? So I love the idea of standardizing the grain data this is, this is not an easy effort, but it's an important effort. And I'll, I'll relate it to um, uh, what's happened in the FinTech space. So all the banks used to have all different kinds of data elements. And so when you were a FinTech company like Robinhood, I'm sure there's some people here that use Robinhood or other applications, you weren't able to sign up as quick as you were. I bet when they decided, when the company called Plaid decided to standardize all the banking data. They had no idea what the innovation was going to come. They had no idea Robinhood was going to be a thing. I think that's true in agriculture. I get so excited about standardizing data because it can innovate and create all these innovations that we are not even aware of. Like, I think there's some we can dream of, right? But like just even doing business easier together is a huge innovation, like reconciling a, a data. But there's innovations that I don't even know yet are gonna come. And that actually excites me, like the mystery of the innovation and uh, the, the boring work of standardizing data is what's gonna breed innovation. And if we don't do that, it 
we just can't innovate. And so that I think while it's like really boring, hard work is really important to the future of agriculture in general. Yeah, I agree for sure. Data is really important and everyone being on the same page with it is, is just room for that makes everything easier for uh, everyone across the board. Yeah. We could all be able to use the same word corn and know what corn is. Right. Right. But that doesn't even happen today or moisture is not always represented the same. We don't even use the same terminology. So it's really key that we get back to the basics and have this standardization. Do you have any words of um, advice, knowledge, maybe for those growers and listeners, uh, if they're wanting to know how to use these tools, where to go find them, uh, yeah. really to improve those marketing decisions, to improve their operations overall? Well, definitely, uh, you know, first step, check out Bushel uh, by going to bushelpower.com. You can find all the elevators and companies that we have uh, uh, serviced and have products with. Uh, and you can also, you know, find links to farm logs and more information about Grant Bridge acquisition as well. But just in general, I think with technology, uh, you know, the more time you put into it, the more value you get out. Uh, and, and while Bushel is really focused on the simplicity of using technology and, and making sure it's easy to use, uh, you still have to do, you know, take that first step. And so my advice is just, you know, look at it, put time into it, make sure you're getting the value out of it, of course. Uh, but in order to get the value, you may have to do some work to do that. So, Thank you very much to Dane Braun for taking the time to join this episode of the Farm Bits podcast. It's really exciting to see where Bushel has been and where they're going within this digital agriculture industry. Um, I think one of my favorite parts of this episode was learning about the importance not only growers, but merchandisers as well, to have digital records for them to make those informed decisions on buying, selling, and trading of various commodities. I really enjoyed learning about how the simplicity of Bushel's platforms encourage adoption of the technology for all age groups in the industry. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we look forward to sharing another digital ag story with you next week on FarmBits. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Farm Bits podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be informed about the latest content each week. We welcome your feedback. So if you have comments or questions for us, please reach out to us over email, on Twitter, or in the reviews section of your favorite podcast platform. Our contact information can be found in the show notes. We would like to thank Nebraska Extension for their support of this podcast and their commitment to providing high quality informational material to members of the agricultural community in Nebraska and beyond. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the views of Nebraska Extension or the University of Nebraska Lincoln. We look forward to you joining us next week for another episode of Farm Bits.